should wait to come out, that you should uh, try to gain rank or status before you do that. That's a bunch of bull It's a new day in the music industry, and I can reach my fans. We're getting there. I've caused harm to the political agenda, and which I'm actually happy for. I would say probably the best message to them is that they're on the wrong side of history. Whether you're lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, or whatever, Love is love. Shout it out to the world. The Michelle Miao Show. Your A through Z covering the LGBT, LMNOP, and everyone in between show. And now here's your host, Michelle Miao. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Sunday. I hope you're having a great weekend. We are having a wonderful weekend because we're away on a uh, weekend retreat up to some cabin that's like three hours away somewhere and excited to be able to still put on a show. So if you tuned in last week, you heard something new, something different that I'm doing. So now every Sunday, it's going to be like, um, we're going to call it Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch with Michelle and my wife, Dukta. Dukta, welcome back to your second show. Hello, hello, Michelle Mia. You sound much more excited this week than you did last week. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hello, weekend. You're 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 uh, starting to feel comfortable in the studio. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just to remind everyone, or if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, Dukta and I are going to do a discussion about relationships, food, culture, pop. Um, and really, you know, what we want to do is is discuss and give an example of life as an immigrant, um, an immigrant, you know, who's with a, an American here in Trump's America. Uh, I, I find that we always get we always get the weirdest questions ever. So we'll <laughs> kick off the show talking about what happened last weekend. We went to a queer daytime party. Um, and it's a party that I've attended for several years. I mean, I started going to this party at like 19 years old. And so it certainly was my like coming of age sanctuary and meeting other women or queer women. Um, I'm going to say dyke women for women who identify as dyke. Uh, and so I was taken aback by the series of questions that we found offensive from a fellow queer. And I think this person, well, I should say this person described themselves as a queer conservative. And I mentioned on my Facebook that uh, this person walked around in a tucked-in polo. There's nothing wrong with a tucked-in polo, by the way. But this person asked my wife if she fell in love with me because I'm American. Do you hate it when people ask you that? Um, isn't, I'm not feel anything because I thought everybody did think like that. But... I, you know, is you not have the brown hair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I came here, and I never think about American person or something like that. It's not important for me. And just uh, everybody the same. You know, when I'm here, I I'm just really know here the people not think like that. When you not gray hair or you not white or you black. Uh, why everybody different? No, for us, no. 
we are men, we are human, the same. <laughs> so my wife is from Thailand, uh, for those who are just tuning into the program for the first time. And so, you know, you were talking about the fact that yeah. uh, even coming from Thailand, where everybody looks very similar, you know, most <laughs> of them are Thai. Yeah. That's different than America. In America, everybody looks different. Everybody, you know, is a different race, different culture, yeah. um, have uh, uh, even ident- identify with gender and sexual orientation differently. And we talked a little bit about that, how it's different in Thailand. So it's, it's surprising to you in a little in, in a lot of ways that maybe if you um are white or blonde like you said you are more important is that what you're saying <laughs> uh you know when the people somebody talk to me uh um always they show what they think what they thought what they what they might but when but when I fall in love with you, I love your mind. What you say is beautiful. If if I I think if I, I saw her that 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 girl, uh, she asking me about uh, I love you because you are American. If she, if she come to me and before I didn't saw you and didn't meet you, I I always I will close my mind <laughs> and say bye. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not unusual uh, for people to fall in love because they have similar yeah. uh, ideas, belief. Like you know, you and I have a strong belief in family. Yes. Um, and so we the the reason why the question is offensive, and I'm teaching my wife English at the same time. Offensive is when you know you're. Um, it's not uh, nice to say because it. Uh, hurts the other person's feelings uh-huh. or makes them feel like a smaller like you're trying to make them feel like they're not like a same the same as uh-huh. you so the reason why it was offensive was because it, it insinuated or implied that my wife would fall in love with me only because I'm American and then if you want to expand on that it, 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 it lots of people always think that um you know, you you want to marry me for a green card, <laughs> which if you understand, you know, what a green card is, um, it's a way to to apply for permanent residency in the United States if you marry or your spouse or you have an immediate family member here in the United States and you're a foreign person. Um, but what people should know is that even with a green card, actually, uh, when the president, President Trump, had announced the travel ban, yeah. that even people with green cards were impacted by that travel ban. So a green card is not 100%, 100% in this country, and they can still take it away from you. So it's almost, you know, if people if people are really trying to, to be that desperate to get a green card, I mean, for the most part, you're still subject to the discretionary decision making of the United States government. It's not it's not like the best thing in the world. Right. <laughs> I, th- I think maybe they mean green card is delicious or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you want to move to the United States? Um, I love I love here. I love Thailand. I love everywhere. Just I want to be with who I love, who the person who I love. There you go. We got married because we fell in love, 
And so it is offensive to joke and imply that my wife and I got married because she wants to establish residency. I mean, sure, I'm, uh, lots of people uh, can argue that, that those types of things happen, and it does. But, I mean, you really have to understand the process of even obtaining one is very, very, uh, you know, it's long, it's rigorous. Uh, I certainly don't have a lot of time to kind of sit there and go through the questioning uh, and all that. And so I really have to love this person, be able to do that. Um, the other side of it is, you know, this person went on the, that the person who have offended us at this queer daytime party, uh, mentioned that, uh, they would go to my wife's concert. My wife is a, a Thai singer and has done, and has sang for the Thai community here in the United States before, but said that, oh, I will go to your concert. So that way at your concert, they will have some white people, white face, how did that make you feel? Um, I I feel why they say like that. I I that thing is uh, made me like I hurt my feelings a little yes. bit. <laughs> How many people have you performed for? Like the most out of your entire career? You've been singing since twelve years old. You're about thirty three now. In Thailand, very, very big concert for us. Everywhere we go, everywhere I, I had concert. Like uh, 3,000, 10,000, or half million sometimes. Half a million people. Yeah, yes, will you think or sometime of that? Sometimes million. Because if some, somewhere I, I had concert for the birthday king. Queen birthday sometimes. It's a big, a big very, very national big. event. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you meant a hundred thousand people, a million that might, I don't, I don't know. Can you pack a million people? Yes, sure. Uh, I guess. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been to Thailand. Well, look <laughs> at me trying to cut down your, you know, attendance record. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but they, to get the point. But they also have a lot of white people. They love to <laughs> go. And they, and they would be Falang, right? Falang. Yes, Falang. They love Thailand when we love them. <laughs> Always before I saw some Falang because they marry some uh, Thai person there and always uh, uh, they come back with uh, her wife and mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't know how to speak with us. Always they just sit and smile, smile, smile in my heart. I think, oh, Falang is very nice. Always they smiling, smiling. <laughs> I want to talk to you about something that's going on in Thailand, though, speaking of Falang, uh, that uh, some of them are becoming homeless, <laughs> they, right? Yes. That they live on the, the street, the beach of Thailand, and yes, they, yes. Um, they ask for money? Yes, and uh, be because and I saw a lot of our story, they talking about that, they, they tell story. Uh, about why they lose money, why this, that, because the girl uh, take their money because uh, they go and they spend a lot of money for love or this, that. But you know, when when you love, but you have to be uh, take care of yourself too. You don't spend like stupid person. I, th I think uh, because they're everything cheap, that's why you can be drunk very fast with cheap money and after that when you're drunk you cannot control yourself so i think what you're trying to say is that yes. a lot of europeans and westerners 
mainly men who, who travel to Thailand uh, will will oftentimes get trapped into drinking a lot, which yeah. then becomes a problem. Uh, they become alcoholics or they were alcoholics before they got there. And then they might get involved with a, a woman at the bar. Uh, which I think Time Magazine had written an article about that. Some, yeah. some guy had, to- uh, had told his story. And, uh, and then, you know, give all his money away. And then the woman dumps him. Yeah. And now he's on the streets and his uh, visa or whatever has expired. And they don't have enough money to get back to the United States or, uh, you know, somewhere in Europe. Um how does that, you know, I, I think, how does that make you feel as a Thai person? Feel bad? Do pe- people feel bad for yes, the f- American men or European men stuck in Thailand? I feel really sorry for them. I, and sometimes we saw them, we give money and give help or something, but I feel really sorry. But I, <laughs> I don't know how to, um, because too late for them. But in Thailand, the government tried to help them. You could say it in Thai, and I'll translate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Uh, yes, uh, sometimes. Uh, the government is trying. Well, no, the government's not. They, it hasn't been a big problem yet is what I'm hearing, but there is an organization dedicated to helping these men. Uh, and, and, and they're mainly men. Who There's like, a, there's like 200 out of the 30,000 homeless population in Thailand that are falang, um, trying to get their way back home after losing all their money. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Tukta and I will continue the conversation. We'll talk about relationships. We'll have people call in and talk about their relationships. It's all about Sunday brunch here, Club Sunday. Uh, relax and, and, and share your love stories because... We feel that we can learn from each other. We can be better to our partners or better as human beings uh, when you're in a relationship or have relationships with others. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale.com. 
G-R-E-C-A-R-E.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here on, on uh, this Sunday, winding down July. And uh, Sundays now are reserved for Tukta, my wife, and I to talk about relationships, culture, uh, issues, and all that stuff. But mainly relationships, and, and uh, part of that is because we feel like we all can learn something from each other. Um, so let's talk about relationships. I started telling you a whole lot of stories about my past relationships, and you, you think some they're, they're pretty entertaining. They're, like, you know, funny to you. <laughs> yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, one one uh, story that I haven't told you yet. Oh. Are you ready? I'm very excited. My first girlfriend ever. Oh, wow. That I left my boyfriend for. Wow. It's not the gangster boyfriend. It was another guy. He's really, really, really nice. And I think he has a wonderful family now. Um, but, uh, but he was so shocked that I kissed a girl. You kissed a girl? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> That's how I knew. I was you know, that I liked it, that I loved it. Wow. And and he was so shocked and he was so concerned. He and my mom, they drove uh, to San Francisco and sit with me and, and ha- talked to me and said that something's wrong. The people in San Francisco are crazy. They're making you crazy. You're not like them. You don't like girls. I said, yes, I do. I love it. Oh, my God. But that girlfriend, I think that she thought before it was just like a, you know, we were drunk, we were partying, but I really liked her. Uh And she still had a boyfriend, um, and she told me, don't break up with your boyfriend so that we we both still have boyfriends, and then we could be girlfriends. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I tried that but I I couldn't do it for a long time so I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend and also he knew that I liked this girl so he broke up with me Mm -hmm. and then uh, I go with this girl for about a year and she went back to Los Angeles that's where she lived before with her mom and she uh, she she never came back. Um, oh. Before she left me, she said, I want to tell you something. I'm never coming back. And I said, why? What's going on? And she wouldn't tell me. She she wouldn't tell me why. Um, so she went back to Los Angeles, and she sent me uh, a card in the mail. Aww. But the card 
was her wedding invitation. And she told me, I'm sorry, but I cannot be with you because the world is not perfect, not made for girls yeah. to be together. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. In Thailand, too. Some, some gay, they marry, just show everybody that it's not gay. And then they still have, and then he still have boyfriend. Um, <laughs> yes, like but I was so brokenhearted. She could not tell me. The way she break up with me is she invite me to her wedding. <laughs> and then she told me she's having a baby. Oh, but that's, yes, yes. But that's good for you, you know. If somebody tell you the truth or make you... Sometimes uh, when somebody uh, broke up with you, just you want to know... You want to make like a hurt or hard time with you. You want to remember bad story with that, and after that, you will feel good. Yeah, maybe, but I was <laughs> mad for a long time. Oh. I was very, very, very hurt, and I cry and I cry. And my mom tell me, "Don't be so mad at her because she wants to have a child. You should let her have." A, a child because you know ladies women they should they should be able to have a child but she hurt me really bad and the reason why is because she cannot tell me the truth to my face she never tell me i have to go get married i have to have baby she just send me the wedding you know do you know what i'm talking about invitation yeah the card that says please come to my wedding oh the people not same. Somebody the child or they scare to hurt your feeling. They don't want to see you sad. See, you know, my wife, you have too good of a heart. That's too <laughs> what you call that cold, like jai yin yin. If you yeah. can explain that, is Some, like a rela- like a chill out. Don't have a bad feeling. Yeah. But I had a very bad feeling. <laughs> Why are you not understanding me? <laughs> Because I'm old, that's why I know how to forgive a god. <laughs> My life is short. <laughs> well, with that being said, I think that we should play a song of yours uh, here on the show. Sunday brunch. <laughs> Sunday lunch. Sunday pad thai. Sunday pad thai. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. What else? What else? Sunday boat noodles. Mm. We're going to figure out what the name of our show is on Sundays. But let's play some music of yours and then we're going to go to break. I'm going to I'm going to put it up a little bit so you can tell us just a kind of, you know, what this song is about. Okay. I love this song. So let's hear you sing.
So what is this song about? Um, this song about lover. Uh huh. <laughs> and the, uh, like one girl, she's uh, she stays someplace that place is called Lamta Kong. Lamta Kong is big riverside. The so so it's a girl who stays by the riverside. Yes, and she have restaurant there. Always, always, uh, she had a boyfriend. He drive a big truck. And always, uh, that place, big truck, they stop for eat lunch. And and so she met a guy. Yes. Who would come in to eat lunch with her? Yes. And it, she liked she liked him. Yes, she liked him, but um. And this song, like, I've been thinking you for a long time and now never saw you again. <laughs> oh, you not, you don't like my, uh, my food anymore or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of truck, but it's not your car. It's not your truck. Uh, very interesting. So, did that, was that kind of like your... Like you're uh, kind of how you felt growing up. Like, did you have a dream about a guy who will come and meet you? Huh? Did you did you think like that too about when you were a little girl that you will meet a a, a man to come and take you away and you would make food for him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I, I <laughs> yes. I maybe I'm I'm not I'm different. I never I never dream about the guy who is my husband or who I want to marry. And I will never ever cook for everybody. <laughs> uh you cook for me? Yes, because in my house my mom cook, <laughs> and I, I think if I have some some people, they gonna make everything for me. They gonna cook for me. But for real, when you love somebody, I just have in my life, you will sleep with the menus in menu menus for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, yes, that that thing is wife. <laughs> here's here's let's uh, listen to this song. Go go to break and then come back.
And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Sunday, the Sunday brunch discussion and talk with myself and uh, my wife, Dukta, and we're talking about relationships and experiences and how they're they're different um, in a lot of ways. We also talk about issues and topics in hopes that people will understand how we're navigating as an immigrant family in Trump's America. Um, so we experience it all, whether it's discrimination or just offense, plain offensive language or uh, people who just kind of fall into the trap of stereotypes uh, or ignorance. Uh, we experience it all. So before the break, we were just talking about um, my wife here and kind of like what your, your, your dreams were as far as like finding the right one what did the right one look like for you so when i was a young girl um i i had a lot of uh i liked a lot of women that i watch on tv Mm -hmm. and all of them were white women wow and so i thought in my mind um i want to be like the guy so i can take care of them (laughs) oh that's why i asked you so in your songs you always talk about you know your life in the country and that uh the man um you know you are you talk about being the cook or working at a restaurant or being a car wash girl like you have a like a hard life yes and and wish for the the a good guy handsome guy to come to you right <laughs> yes all the girls uh they have a dream like that uh we want to be princess maybe one day we have the prince come to us <laughs> so so that's why i asked you did did you have that no. kind of thinking you didn't no <laughs> so you never you never thought in your mind if i marry a guy he will look like this i will marry with a guy uh look like my mom my dad look like your dad <laughs> yeah i don't look like your dad you are you think so mm, you're my <laughs> <laughs> my mind yeah. i kind of act like your dad yes you like my dad like slow everything slowly i process everything <laughs> slowly so you married your dad i married my mom <laughs> Because I didn't actually think that I would marry uh, my own race, my own culture. Um, you know, lots of the Thai or Lao women here, I'm not sure how I can connect with them, except food. <laughs> I love Lao Thai food. <laughs> but um, also, um, I always felt very different outside of, like, Lao Thai culture. I've always felt like a more like uh like American. Uh-huh. And and I did not meet other Lao Thai women here in America, American Lao Thai women that um connect with me about being LGBT. But I connected with you, but you're not American. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you also remind me of my mom. We have a caller who wants to tell their story. Wow. So let's see, uh, let's see what it's all about. 
Welcome to the program. Oh. Hi, caller. <laughs> this is your your good friend, Marsha. <laughs> the caller has identified herself. It's our good friend, Marsha. Hi, so, Marsha. Marsha, uh, Orwan or Tukta and I are doing a thing on Sundays where we just talk about relationships. And so our callers call in and share stories of their relationships or what they remember is something, you know, they want to share. You have a story for us? Oh, I could probably come up with several stories. Some of them probably not fitting for radio. <laughs> Try us. Go ahead. Share whatever you want. Well, I, I would say that relationships have run a sort of interesting gamut for me. Anything from when I was 11 years old and first sort of fooling around in the lady pond with my best friend. <laughs> the lady pond? Yes. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was 11 at the time. You were 11 years old? Yeah. And wait, what do you mean folding around with your, your, your friend? <laughs> uh, you know, did the, what I assume would be normal girl-on-girl experimentation when you're sort of curious about boys, but you sort of don't want to go there with boys just yet. And then find yourself distracted. <laughs> <laughs> After you start experimenting around. Um, okay, well, which story do you want to share with us? Um, I don't know. I was going to share a little bit about everything, just as a, a, a sort of um, focus into how relationships are different uh, from from what the from what the general norm is, I guess, if there is even a normal. But um, from, from everything from starting uh, experimenting as, as young girls um, together to um, meeting somebody online and hooking up with them and then having it be a long-distance relationship. And then having them move in with me. Okay, um, how about, tell us a story. Of, uh, we want to hear a story about, yeah, hooking up online. A specific one, you know, just kind of, like, what what happened as far as, like, courting and then actually meeting and kind of what was that like? Well, I think, I think what I did was scandalous, but everybody else might just say, Oh, that's nothing, but for me it was kind of a a big sort of eye-opener and surprise um, after about 40 years of knowing that I had feelings for women and more or less considering myself a lesbian. It wasn't that I did not like men. There just wasn't a boy or man that really interested me. And um, when AOL first started up online, um, my office got a free account. So I used to go on there and check out all the different little forums they had. And I found this Star Trek simulation forum. And see, now you'll find out just how much of a nerd and 
I really am. <laughs> so I checked out this little forum, and it was a place where it was a chat room where you could go and you could pretend to be an officer on a Star Trek-type vessel, and the captain in the chat room would run a mini storyline that would last either just that one simulation that night or it could go on for weeks. And you came in first as a cadet in the academy, um, sort of interning on the bridge of the starship or in the starship. And then you got um, elevated to um, ensign or lieutenant or commander or eventually captain of your own ship as well. So I I never do things small. I always just, you know, do my research and then walk in with a with a full full head of information. I even went out and bought the Star Trek for Dummies guidebook so I would know all the technical terms. No, no matter what position I ran on the ship. <laughs> So I walked into the simulation, and I <clears throat> was almost immediately promoted up through the ranks and discovered that I'd, I like to flirt during these simulations, too. So, And it wasn't with the women. It was with the male officers in the forum. So I started flirting with this one guy in particular, and we... Our characters had a nice chemistry. So one day he asked me if I would be willing to work out a storyline about his character, do some backstory information with him, if I would be um, willing to be <clears throat> a foil for him to to work with to create realistic dialogue um, and scenarios. So I said yes, and we chose to use a private chat room to act it out um, so that we could record the dialogue, so, and that way he could write it up in um, blog or book format la later on. Um, so at one point I started flirting with him, and got a little frisky in the chat room. And at that point, I didn't know that that's what cybering was, but apparently that's what cybering was. <laughs> so um, our characters got involved, and sometimes we would go to chat rooms and act out very private things, and we sort of chatted with each other um, outside of the sim, too, to to get to know each other um, better. And nobody nobody tells you not to reveal certain information about. Well, maybe now they tell you not to reveal certain information about yourself um, online. But at the at the time, you know, I didn't know that like giving away certain information was probably not the best idea. You, know, you don't know who the other person is, whether they're a stalker or dangerous or anything. And, um, at any rate, we got 
quite close and were chatting quite often. And it just so happened that I was coming back to the East Coast for Thanksgiving, and he lived a few hours away and said that he wanted to meet me. And I was kind of like, yikes, but I was also kind of interested um, and curious. Um, after, After all those years of only being with women and never being with a man, I was wondering what it was like to to be possibly with somebody from the other sex. So we met up and had a nice lunch together, walked around and did some sightseeing in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. Um, I was showing him some of the old, old town area along the old canals where some of the more um, antique townhouses are, and as we were crossing under one of the low bridges as we were walking along the canal, he drew me aside and kissed me (laughs) under the the bridge, and he was like, well, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then we went to a hotel for about five hours. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. it, it, it worked out, you know, it worked out that you did all of that uh, fibering <laughs> um, <laughs> well, on the internet, you know, in this nerdy chat room. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was still nervous because there's a, I did realize there's a big difference from role-playing and being able to play something off in text and come off as being an expert, and then it's like, okay, now you got me in person, and I'm a complete novice. Now what? You know. So at uh, that moment, uh, did you did you feel or, or realize or recognize that you are bisexual? Um, you know, I had, I had, I had never really thought, thought about it that much, and... I just, all I knew is that ever since I had been young, it was not that I did not like men or I wasn't attracted to men. It was always more that I was attracted to to women preferentially. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, after about 40 years or so, I'm, I was just wondering, you know, what is it like? Mm-hmm. You know, to be, to be with someone from the from the other sex. So um, I decided to give it a try. <laughs> it's yeah. the nerdiest kink I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Um, honey, Uta, uh, you know, know do you, do you know any friends who have m- met through online, like online d- uh, chat? Oh, yeah, date? I. I Because I was in that forum for a few years um, and continued to be after we had a six-month-long distance relationship and then he moved in with me here in San Francisco. Um, uh, We we had a, a lot of people in our circle that we knew that had met through similar circumstances. Um, and there's a game that I'm a game master in now, 
and I know a lot of people who met in that game that are also couples either in a relationship, um, had a relationship with somebody um, from the game or married someone they met through the game. I w- it's I, very nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very nerdy. I think this is, um, I don't even know, I would not know where to begin to try to explain this one to Tukta uh, about <laughs> gaming and um, role playing uh-huh. and and online. You 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 like uh, make a story, uh, do like imagining. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Most of it is text based as opposed to some of the graphical places where you can do uh, sexual things. One of the things about doing so in a a purely text-based simulation or game is you have to be extremely creative in your descriptive abilities. So um, I, I want to I want to see what Dukta feels or, or or knows of this. So first of all, have any friends? Do you have any friends who met online and then now they are they are together? They like each other. No. You don't know. I maybe I know, but they're not. Um, like maybe they meet on Facebook. Yes. Or maybe they met online, like chat, and then they get together. Um. Thai person, they not uh, use uh, app for dating. Dating much. But maybe Facebook. But yes, Facebook. It's not the real for us, like a fake. We scare for people from that because sometimes have uh, something happen is bad okay. on the news. How about um, <laughs> how about uh, how about uh, uh, like a, this one, like a make. The story online, like uh, having a uh, a relationship or maybe having sex online. <laughs> My wife is looking at me so crazy right now. <laughs> have you ever had sex online? Like, like have sex online, like like pre- pretend, make make I story. I sit yeah. on. Huh? Sit on the phone or something. Yeah, or or no no on on chat. Facebook chat. or something online, on on internet, internet maybe chat chat room, or texting. Text? How about text? Like on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Her silence says it all. <laughs> I have a lot of style on my hand. Well, of all the things, the videos that you watch um, on Facebook or something, you know, I would, I would imagine, I would think that, what if, what if, uh, what about this? Maybe Thai people like it when the, the character, like a uh-huh. cartoon, maybe they kiss, they uh. pretend each other. Uh huh. Yes, they do that. No. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you I'll let you I'll let you off on this one. Um, we'll we'll have to we'll have to try it one time. Maybe when I'm away or something, I will text you sex 
sex texts. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha, I want to thank you so much for sharing your uh, kinkiest, corniest, not corny, it's nerdy. It is corny. <laughs> I'll never forget fibering, um, which in the... Uh, in 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 the studio, uh, you know, fibering is actually a real thing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marsha. Sure thing. Have a good day, Michelle and Arwan. You too. So, honey, yes, want to try sexting? Huh? I will text you, sexy. Oh. Sexy time. Uh, can you do in real for me, please? Oh, just do it in real. Mm. Oh, uh, how long? Uh, you not. What? <laughs> How long will I? I what? Wait, what? <laughs> I think maybe it will be exciting. I can text you. Hey, baby. What you wearing? So, go ahead. Pretend with me. Uh. Not wear anything. Ooh. <laughs> oh, big O. Some big O. Emoji con. Uh-huh. Big eyes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I okay. will laugh on that. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, then I will text you back that and mm-hmm. then say, um, maybe you can put your hands oh. on your... Where? Now I put on my head. <laughs> That's not sexy. <laughs> Text me back. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Text me back. What? Wait. You say what do you want? Okay. Um, put your hands on your boobs. I will answer you. Dot. Dot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're pretty good at this. Oh my gosh, we're having way too much fun right now on Sunday brunch with Michelle and Tuka. We don't know if we're gonna call it Sunday brunch, but uh, that's just what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll close down the show. Don't go away. I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I still need, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people, 
So yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like to, like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it. You know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity and, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for Spotlight you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us here on this Sunday. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday. Uh, we're talking about relationships here on the Michelle Meow Show because on Sundays, my wife joins me on the program and we'll just share kind of our experiences Navigating Trump's America as an immigrant family, a queer family, and uh, family, I mean, you know, it's just my wife and I. And so just right before the break, we were practicing our sexting. Uh, <laughs> Dukta has never, ever sexed before. Um, and so why not? Let's, let's, let's just make it exciting for us. In, <laughs> and then, you know, we'll be so excited then when we get to the bed. It's so cute. It will be like, okay, let's let's play out what we imagine in our mind that we text. You understand me, Mai? Yes, I understand you. <laughs> Sometimes um, we have to freak it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, want to continue sexting? Uh. Hey, baby, I'm texting you now. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> Okay. What you doing right now? Um, I'm just laid out on the bed. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> Emoji con, mouth open. <gasps> <laughs> Your turn. Oh. And I send you sticker sleepy. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> no, fail. That's not a good text back. Fine. Sleepy. Oh, really? Well, let me wake you up. Emoji con. Big eyes. Boop. <laughs> How? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. If I was there, think about my lips on your uh, face and I'm kissing you. Emoji con. Mwah. Your lips dot 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 very dry. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, now we sound like a married couple. It's supposed to be exciting. Oh my god. Oh wait, wait, wait. Actually I could follow up with that. My lips are dry. Question mark question mark question mark. Okay. okay. Let me take care of that. Kiss you going down. Mm. Arrow. Down, 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 down. <laughs> Understand me? My yeah. I kiss you. Go down. Down, down, down. Oh. Down. Oh. <laughs> now my lips not dry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I also wet. Oh my god. 
Okay. Let's take this out of the studio. I want to thank everyone for joining us here on the program. <laughs> We're going to end the show by uh, playing some more of your music because uh, I love to promote my lovely wife who is a country star from Thailand. Molam. Molam. Okay, enjoy this song. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Michelle Miao Show Sunday Brunch. If you have stories you want to share with us about your relationship, head to michellemiao.com and let us know. Bye.